and the greatest. I don't know how to tell people you like to eat finely ground pork because everyone just figures you're full baloney. Hi, welcome to Judd and Your Buds, the only podcast that is not chooky. I'm sitting here with another guest. She's sitting right across from me. She has a mullet. She's a comedian. She also unicycles. And also, she ma- made sure that she brought a coat because she's from Texas. Give it up for Ryer Cameraman. How are you doing, Ryer? Hey, I'm doing good. This is fun. What yeah. does chuggy mean? Chuggy. So chuggy is the newest word that went into the dictionary from Urban Dictionary. Oh, okay. So chuggy means that you're out of touch and not hip with the culture. You know. Oh, so not knowing that is is like ironic. Is, you're chuggy. Oh, you're very chuggy for not knowing chuggy. Okay. That crazy? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just said that. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I didn't know what chuggy was either because I'm the oldest person in the world. And, <laughs> uh, so when I heard that it was going into the dictionary, I had to find out what it was. No, I yeah. like that. I like that word. You are a comedian here in Milwaukee. That's right. You moved from Texas. Yeah. Where where in Texas were you located? So most of my childhood, we lived in Beaumont, which is kind of on the border of Louisiana, like southern Texas. Okay. And then when I was in high school, we moved to Houston. Houston, Texas. Were you right? You were in the big city then? Uh, well, we were in a suburb off, like kind of, it's Katy, Texas. So it's a suburb off of Houston. Very nice. And you made the big move up to Wisconsin. Yes. And how long have you been living in Wisconsin now? So I moved here in June because I was going to go to college. Uh, and then <laughs> I decided not to go to college. Thank God. Uh, so six months, about. So what did you want to do to go to college? What I didn't want to go to college at all. It was more so like my parents were like, you got to do something. Because I was, so I, I work in special education, uh, like a teacher's aide, and I didn't like it. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And my mom was like, well, come stay with me for the summer and then go to college and you'll figure out what you want to do. And then I started doing open mics and I was like, well, that's a lot better than college. I'm just going to keep working. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so you get to do comedy now here in Milwaukee and you, and you didn't do any in Houston. I would go to I would go to mics like surprisingly. I would go and watch. But it's it a very different scene. And I also was very way too young to be in there. So yeah. I was nervous about going up and then getting like kicked out because i was like 16 17 yeah when i was going in there and i don't even know how i got in it was funny i think it's just texas let's let you in if you can reach over the bar they'll probably just give you they'll they'll give you a drink no they won't give you alcohol they're they're big on they'll let you in but they're they're much more strict on alcohol really i think at least where i was man texas is strict on a lot of things it's weird it's It's weird except for guns i think Uh, everybody's got one of those yeah yeah you also came up during i mean it's been six months so you came up during summer so this is your first winter yeah in wisconsin dude it's weird how is that going i don't see i'm interested i don't think i get cold easily like i do have a jacket but i think that's merely for fashion i know i'm just kidding i don't know i don't i don't really wear it because i don't get cold easily really well outside i mean i'm not coming from texas it's a big it's unusual that's very unusual which is which is fine that that you don't get cold so that you can be like oh doesn't bother me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like, I think, like, my jacket, if I'm wearing a jacket, it's like a hoodie, you know, or something okay. of that nature. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay, I'll wear that. But I just never would. My mom's from Wisconsin, so maybe that's So, something. yeah, it's just in the blood then. I don't know I if that's it. a thing. I mean, maybe. Well, and you have the mullet. Does that help? <laughs> Does the mullet help? <laughs> you probably are the first one on the podcast to have mullet. Really? No, Brandon got a mullet. You yeah, did. Uh, he, right? he doesn't have a mullet. <sighs> it's hard. I, he, has, he has hair that flows down. 
But yeah. it's not really a mullet, is it's it? It's not enough businessy in the front. It's a little bit of party in the I back. I was going to say it's not enough party in the back. Oh, okay. I mean, because ha- it's almost like, but it's almost like the same length. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think yeah. he. I don't know if he trims it or what's going on. Yours, yours is full on. Like, if you take your hands and cover your neck, you yeah. look like you have tight, high knit cut. Yeah. And then yeah. you let it go, and it's full mullet in the back. No, for sure. I got to give it a. I have a super great barber. I don't know. He's cool. You you have a barber? Yeah, I go. So it's really weird. I'm like the only. So it's a black barber. I'm like the only white person that ever goes in there. And he's a real interesting guy because I don't think he had ever done a mullet before. <laughs> and he was like looking at pictures online when I came in. Um, so he's a cool guy. How how often do you have to upkeep the mullet? Uh, you should go like once a month. You once a month. Isn't that what everybody does? I know? don't know. How how often do you get your hair cut? Uh, my hair grows really fast, yeah. so it's like probably six weeks. Oh, six weeks. Well, yeah. I mean, I can go. I I'm enjoying the process right yeah. now. It's, it's, it's been it's shaping really nice. Now it's Thank got a little so curl much. at the bottom. How long you want it to go? How long are you thinking to make it? I don't know. I wanted. I'm enjoying it. I don't know. My mom keeps telling me to just cut off the back. She's like, "You can keep the <laughs> mullet, but cut off the back." And I'm like, "Mom, that's not a mullet. <laughs> that's part. That's, that's, that is the mullet." Yeah, the mullet is the back. I don't know. I I could go like a couple years. I don't know. Oh, I don't I'm know. Not <laughs> to see this thing grow. It's gonna be down the middle of your back. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know how much. I'm not going for like Billy Ray Cyrus, but something. <laughs> Achy breaky heart. You know. That'd yeah, be cool. that'd be fun. Now, do you wear the mullet a little bit just to, like, write some jokes around it? No, I actually don't really have... I mean, I don't know. I want to get more mullet jokes. I think I have, like, one or two. No, it's mostly, like, I had always wanted one. Like, I wrestled... Really? Yeah, yeah. I wrestled in high school, and a, a bunch of the guys that I wrestled with had mullets. But I was uh, I was not confident enough in my sexuality at that point to, like, go full mullet. <laughs> you know, I was like, that's too much. And I lived in Texas, so that would not have really been okay, I don't think. But yeah, no, I had always wanted one. Then yeah. I came here. I guess we'll, we'll pen the, the sexuality yeah. in, in, a, in a bit. We'll talk about that because I do want to yeah, yeah. listen to how it was growing up in Texas with that. But what I do want to talk about is you own a bunch of pugs. Oh, so many. Yeah. Now, I want to know everything there is to know about <laughs> pugs. Why pugs? And. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are they disabled? Yes. I mean, what the least disabled has diabetes, and I think that's a disability, and it's, I think that counts, right? <laughs> we'll I count mean, it. Yeah, we'll count it. The other ones are legitimately disabled, but we've always had pugs. Like, ever since I was a kid, like a baby, we've always, the most we've had was like nine, but then it's gotten less in, in disabled. I mean, we, my, mom, my parents are huge animal lovers. They love animals. It's like way to an excessive point. Like, there was a point where we were, like, seven disabled pugs, three cats, hedgehogs, birds, like, you know, hamster or whatever. You know, we just always had something. I don't know. Like, my mom got involved with pug rescue in Houston when I was a kid, and then we just always had... Pugs? Yeah. So, what's the most you've had at one time? Nine disabled pugs. Nine, pug, yeah. Nine disabled pugs. And that's how many you have right now? No, no, now we have five. They, they, five. they live with my mom, and, well, actually, three are with my mom, and two are with my dad. So, yeah. That's crazy. It's weird. And, and do you get to name them, or do they all come? Because they're rescues. They're Some all, of them came with them. Um, come with names. Yeah, but so, like if they're deaf or something, we'll just change the name because it's like, who cares? They're, they're going to know. Yeah, they're not going to know. It's, that sounds horrible. <laughs> it's all right. They don't listen to the podcast. It's totally no, fine. No, no. They certainly don't listen to the podcast. Yeah. They're big fans, but they just, they just can't listen. No, no. Know. They need an interpreter. I did one time did a deaf joke. 
Oh, dude. Uh, yeah, but no one heard it. So, <laughs> um, there's, there's a lot Damn of stuff. It. You're very interested. In, you you own pugs. You also own a unicycle. I do. That's my thing. I love it's unicycles. It's like you're you're trying to like you go through a circus and you're like I want that I want yeah. that and it's it's crazy so you know how to unicycle this way yeah I started when I was eight where do you pick up a unicycle when you're eight so it's where my mom actually my mom got one because I we we're just all, always kind of weird like my mom liked to do things that were unorthodox I think unusual attention getters I guess and she tried to learn how to ride it she couldn't ride it and that was probably I don't know maybe I was six or seven and then a year passed. I got tall enough to kind of ride it. Yeah. And they, they would, they like, my dad sawed down the post to make it small enough. And then I just like, lo- like taught myself how to ride it. I just like went outside and I would just like hold on to the car. And I had a shopping cart that my grandmother stole from the Kroger. And I would like push it. <laughs> it's super weird. It's super weird. But that's like, that was my favorite thing to do. No. You, can you like a bike ride? Do you go on your unicycle ride? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I used to do competitive unicycling. What does that entail? No, nobody What knows. do you... Do you race? Yeah, well, there, I didn't do the race. I did, a, like, a backwards race. But mostly it's, like, you do tricks and you do trial where you're jumping onto objects. It's... it's you got to go to a, um, <laughs> a convention. That's the best thing I've ever done. I don't done. know if I'd be... It. I would look out like a sore thumb. I'd, they'd be like, this guy does not belong. No, there's a lot of people that don't know how to unicycle because it's just a hilarious concept. They go to watch. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can invest in unicycle because I'm terrible at it, probably. Well, no, actually, any dude, anyone could learn. I used to teach kids how to unicycle back in Texas. Really? I had, like, a club of, like, all these little kids. I, we had a three-year-old that could ride. Like, anyone can ride. So it's like riding a bike, though. Yes, it just takes longer, I think. It okay. takes longer to pick up, but once you know it, you never lose it. Okay. I don't Fair think so. enough. And you used to do tricks and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm bad at it. I'm bad at tricks. You're a BMX. Well, you're a unixer. I don't. Yeah, oh, that sounds like a sexuality. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you're gonna be ostracized from a church somewhere yeah. with There's that. No unixers allowed. Yeah, none of that in here. None <laughs> of that kind. <laughs> but you are a comedian now here in Milwaukee. Mm. How's that going? Because you, you you're fairly new to it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, but you're fully immersed in it. You probably are one of the people that go to a lot of different. Mike, so you were talking about you're going today, you're going to Madison or yeah, Chicago, Chicago or yeah, you're going to go to so many different things and you also produce now. Yeah, yeah, I started producing. In your small time of doing it, you've gone full head on and how's that going? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. People ask me about that because I feel like uh, like my first mic I went to was on a Wednesday. My second mic was a Friday and then I just started doing every day after that. So it was like uh, as soon as I, I hit it. I was like, this is exactly what I'm supposed to do. It was so weird. Like, the like a feeling of, oh, my God, I can't believe I wasn't getting on stage and doing this. So it's been going really well, I think. Like, I mean, obviously, there's ups and downs. There's, you know, I'll have bad nights or, or I'll, you know, I'll feel like, why, you know, why am I, I should have gone to college, you know, things like that. <laughs> but then I, you know, quickly realize I'm, I'm happy with what I'm doing. Yeah, that's great. And you obviously write a lot, very unique upbringing and unique style to to your comedy even yeah yeah. uh and it's kind of i would say kind of you kind of get a notion of who you are just from your stand-up very well i think it's unique and also you know a a southern twist i would say it's weird because i feel like a lot of my comedy is just retelling stories things that have happened yeah and stuff i don't know it's weird because i a lot of people don't think i'm like say that i'm not southern you know like i don't have a an accent or things like that, but then just my stories kind of... Yeah, that's really what it is. 
Yeah. And also, do you feel like your your storytelling ability has strengthened in mm-hmm. in the past six months? Yeah. Well, I I think I think it's definitely strengthened. I think there's still a lot of room to grow. Like I, because I str- I just get lost in my thoughts so much. Like I'll have you know ideas that pop up. Like my notebooks are filled with just concepts. They're not. Um, like I struggle to, to expand on concepts, you know. Well, I mean, it's also you're pulling from reality. Yeah. So it's hard to get from away from the reality because you know the story. Yeah. You know, so that's always hard because you want to make it funny, you want to mm-hmm. make it relatable, and you're like, but it's also true, so you want to make it, you want to keep that element of it. So that's always yeah. hard too. Like a lot of my stories come from my, my parents or my be back home mm-hmm. or things like that. And I want to give people the notion of who they are, my parents are, no, absolutely. through through the joke. But I have to make it relatable. Not everyone grew up back home with parents that are yeah. like mine, you know. So so it's very hard to do that sometimes. It's super hard. I feel like I love observational comics too, like Mark Norman or, or you know different comics. But I I really like when I can go into somebody's family or can go into somebody's childhood and see who they are like that's yeah it's, 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 you get you get a little piece of who they are then. yeah so you you name mark norman and everything like that who are some of your stand-up comedians that you like now or past or what wh- yeah. wh- what what you got you in the genre so my favorite uh, favorite comic by far is maria bamford i love her so much oh my gosh like she as as a kid we would go like i saw her as a kid in uh i don't remember where somewhere either in beaumont or in houston I love her. I love Theo Vaughn, his storytelling. Tim Dillon's great. Bill Burr is one of my favorites from when I was a kid. I can see a lot of, like, Theo. Oh, I love Theo Vaughn. Oh, my God. First of all, the mullet. Yeah. <laughs> that's looking He's very... He's kind of the inspiration for Yeah, mullet, looks yeah. very Theo-esque. <laughs> and Theo's amazing picking out words yeah. and putting them together. Yeah. And you're like, what does that even mean? But it's so fun. It isn't yeah, but like, it's very oh, funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've listened to his podcast for hours and I like the just I listen to it every time it comes out so good. And I love so they they cut up vi- so there's like a video of just him saying crazy things oh. over and over. Yeah, I've seen the compilation. And that that to me is so funny. And it's also very creative cuz I wonder how much writing goes into that or how oh, much yeah. it's just in here. That's hard cuz I imagine it's not all true. Like you got to you've got to imagine it's not. Yeah. I mean, possibly it could be, but it's incredible if it is. Yeah, and it's just like the way he can describe things, you know, yeah. like, oh it's, it's crazy. And, and you, I wonder how much writing goes into it. I'd imagine a lot. I mean, I don't know, but he's in just the way that he can twist things. Like, he's really good off the top of his head, too, which is something I want to work on is being able to just say things. Because for me, I write so much, and, like, I feel like my best material is just stuff I've, I've really worked hard on and written. I can't just come up with stuff. Yeah. And it comes with time. That yeah. comes definitely with time. Like, and also, it's very hard to do that because when you're riffing and, and coming off of things like that, it can go real great mm-hmm. or it can go terrible. It can go horrible, yeah. Yeah, and that's at least you know when you have the written stuff. You know, Well, at least I know where my hits are, what's going to be the punchline, things like that. When you're riffing, you're like, oh, I hope this punchline comes out. Yeah, <laughs> Otherwise, you're on, a, on an, an iceberg all in the, you know, in the ocean. You're yeah, all by yeah. yourself, so... But yeah, is is there anyone that that you like to see in the scene right now that mm-hmm. like that you're like oh I really like what they do you yeah, know yeah yeah love for me I I mean I love uh, Chastity obviously oh my God. Chastity's so good he's I mean, incredible she's one of the greatest and then obviously I love, love AJ and yeah. Chris and Tan I mean everyone that can that goes up there that does it is is amazing and and uh, 
Dana Ehrman and, yeah, and all these people. They're, they're, just, they're just so great to see and inspire me to do, my, you know, be better and, and do things. So, yeah, For sure. Yeah, I have a lot. I love uh, I love Rich. Rich Moore. He's <laughs> Rich so fucking nice. Love Rich. Dude, yeah. his, his riffing abilities. Like, he's he's one that I, I really look forward to seeing. I have, um, eight, yeah, AJ's incredible. Eric. I don't know. There's so many. I feel like when it when it comes to style, too, like, I... And a few Sasha Rosser in Madison, she's great. Like there's, there's just different. I feel like I can pull uh, different styles from everybody. David's David Lewis is cool. Oh yeah, know. David Lewis. Oh David Lewis god. is one of the fastest talkers. Oh my god! And he packs so much into his story. I love it. His writing is great. Like I, I, I kind of look at his writing almost as inspiration for. It's like yeah, it, but it, it's a, it's like an onion. It's a lot of layers to yeah. that one thing, that one story, which is which is very funny to me, because because. Me and you, we're comics. Yeah. We see that. We mm-hmm. go there, we see that. But also, an, as an audience member, you're not realizing that that took way longer. Oh, my God. How much work it yeah, put into it. Yeah, just to get that layer, which is very, very good. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. There's a lot of people like that. And Rich is another one who he can riff like that. Mm-hmm. But he knows comedy so well and is fully immersed in it. Just his general demeanor, too, is incredible. Like the, I feel like being able to go up with that much... Like, he's so relaxed. <laughs> and it, he's so, like, it's almost like he's just, everything he's saying, even if when it is written, is like, it's not written. Which yeah. is which is a skill, a huge skill, I think. Yeah. He's done it long enough that he can yeah. know how to control an audience. It's incredible. You know, he can sit in the silence, which I think it, a lot of comedians would be very, very scared of. That's so hard. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, but it's something that, that Rich can do so well. And then capitalize them and be like, the next thing I'm going to say, they're just be wanting it so bad. Boom. And then he's got them right in the palm of his hand. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. He's somebody I watch a lot, like on, on YouTube. Like, I'll go, it sounds weird, but I'll go on YouTube and I'll watch, like, different comics in the scene that are getting a lot of laughs. And I'll just, just kind of study them in a way, you know, and just watch their videos over and over and over again. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good way to, it's almost like watching game film. Like, if yeah, you were like a, a quarterback yeah. and you want to, you know, to know what the defense is going to do next week you watch some game film to get yeah. better and, and learn you know how to how to beat them basically. for sure yeah but yeah so now but now you're producing shows yeah. you're producing a show at x-ray arcade yeah we just started that one yeah that's cool. so that's that's fun. what other show and you're producing another one you told me you're you and aaron morris yeah, a fellow comedian here in the scene yeah we started um a new i guess production company it's called clamshell comedy and we're doing that one <laughs> <laughs> no, well, how, did, how did you come up with that note? You want to come? Up, <laughs> yeah. You want to say how you came up with that one? <laughs> yeah, no, Aaron and I were we're talking. She's like, "Hey, we'd be the only uh, all female, you know, production company in, in Milwaukee. We should go with that." I don't know. I guess there's some undertone. I didn't but it also makes you laugh every yeah, time you say it. <laughs> so I thought it was funny. Was, I don't. Yeah. Know. But yeah, we do that every. So we're gonna do it monthly. It's a few different venues right now. The first one's gonna be at Best Places in January. And it's a backwoods theme and all the money. Well, like, I think we're doing, we're 50% of the proceeds are going to go to the guest house, which is the largest Milwaukee homeless association, I think. That's awesome. So, yeah, See, that's, that's fun. And you and you have more to do. Like, you have more charities you want to give to and things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a different one every month. That's super cool. That's awesome. That's a great idea, too, because you'll Thanks. get people feeling good about themselves coming to the comedy show then. You yeah, know? it's a good way to get people to come, obviously. I mean... That we want, you know, we want to donate to people too. Yeah, and, and, it's, and you get to, 
you know, pick what charities you want and, yeah. and, and help some people out. That's awesome. Now, the one at X-Ray uh, is just you producing it and you, you basically have five or six comics go up? Yeah, yeah. It's just a solo production. Like, I, it, it changes. I think I'm going to have, for this next one, we're going to have six because I'm having Caperati do a guest spot, nice. too. So it'll be fun. It'll, I'm excited. You get to host it. Which is a different different animal. Oh, dude, I want to get better at that. I love hosting. Yeah? But it's so hard. It's hard because you have to understand. You're just there to start the audience, get them yeah. warmed up. You're not going to crush, mm-hmm. but you're there to, to, do, to do basically a job to set everyone else up. To just know? get them ready. And yeah. Not. No, it's smart. I feel like it's, so, it's such a good exercise, too, because it's like you're going up when nobody is ready. And you mm-hmm. have, uh, it's just so great. Even with the mic, like the mic I do on Mondays, I feel like it's it's starting to build that muscle that I want to have so bad of yeah. like being able to get people engaged. And it's also something people don't realize yeah. that com- com- the first comedian that goes up has to teach the audience that comedy is about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> almost like a weird thing that everyone's sitting there. They all came to the comedy show. They're ready for it. But then they still need a a buffer to be like, all right, this is what's about to happen. No, for sure. And a lot of people aren't ready for it. You know, they no. they don't want it or what? I don't know. Yeah, that's why you got to – I always love hosting and trying to ease into basically my set or mm-hmm. something like that. I like to try to break down almost even the, the, the wall between me and the audience a little bit. Like yeah. try to bring if – I'm, if I'm in another town, I try to bring something from that town there, trying to be like – Hey, I'm just like you sort of thing. And then they're yeah. like, oh, that's funny. You know, you're just like the guy at the bar. And so they kind of like chill a little bit. Because yeah. sometimes audience can be very uptight just for the beginning. No, you know? I know. It's so hard to, to get them to like you, I guess, like you were saying. But that's why it's such a great skill, too, because it's working on that, that riffing and that audience connection, which I, you know, like I said before, I don't think I'm strong with yeah. yet. It's just like like co- communicating with the audience, crowd working. I'll even write riffs. Yeah. As, as I say, like write Riffs, yeah, I've seen that with like uh, big touring comedians, like because we have we're lucky to have so many different uh, clubs around here. Yeah, yeah, I'll go and I'll watch them, and they always have something for the town, you know. It's funny because you see them on one night, like you just saw Moses. Yeah, Moses. Awesome. Moses is great. Moses is awesome. Nicest human ever, and he did the. This is the best show I've ever done in a parking structure, yeah. <laughs> which is great. It's, it's so great because everyone just walked in. Yeah, they know that. <laughs> they all know exactly what he's talking about. And he probably did it all four shows and probably killed all four shows. Yeah, I'd imagine. That's a good, that's a great riff. So great. And as an opener, just like coming out there saying that, everyone's going to laugh. Dude, that's what I struggle with, I think, is going up and knowing what to say right off the bat. It's like that first little thing that's not a joke, but it's like, I'm funny, you know? And sometimes it's great in the moment. Sometimes you just want to like, oh, I know this joke works, put it up top. Yeah. And then it's almost like a second closers, I would say. Like your closers got to be your big one. But your first one's got to be a good one, too. Yeah, it's got to be hilarious, I think. Yeah. yeah. So it's almost like an Oreo, I would say. You know, you get two <laughs> cookies, and then the rest is kind of filler. Oh, that's smart. But, you know. But it's still the good stuff in the middle. Still, it's still, yeah, the, good still stuff. the good stuff, but all together, it yeah. makes the best. Wow. You know? That's yeah, good. Isn't that philosophy? That, not going to lie. That's probably the best thing I've ever said in my entire life, <laughs> and I'm glad it's recorded. <laughs> <laughs> you need to put that on a pillow or something. Yeah, I think so. Look <laughs> for it. And you're right next to the Live, Laugh, Love pillows. It's going to be just <laughs> Judd Reminger quotes. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> so growing up in Texas, Ooh. and you are obviously, your sexuality growing up was different than a lot yeah, of... Yeah, conflicts. <laughs> yeah, with very Texas. No, for sure. Yeah. So how was that? How was that growing up? Was it... Was it 
different? Like, did you get ostracized of anything, or did you have to like hide it? Like, how was that? Yeah, it was weird. It was a. Uh I feel like it's something I'm still exploring a lot of, too, because so I moved here in June and I came out in June. Didn't come out at all in Texas because you were in Texas or were you still wondering? It was it, Texas definitely was mostly the reason it was because I was I think I was pretty obviously lesbian. I think it was pretty very, very obvious. Like I I had a boyfriend when I was 14, but we never like I didn't I wasn't attracted to him all. He wasn't attracted to me. It was more of like mutually beneficial thing. Like yeah. he he came out as gay recently too, so it's actually really funny. Yeah. So you d- both knew kind uh, of. Yeah, I think there were little things like I I had small m- moments with with girls growing up yeah. and things like that. But now it w- I never came out because I was very religious as a kid, very mm-hmm. very religious, and I was terrified of the repercussions. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. So you came out after how many years? Twenty. Yeah. Twenty years. Do you feel like you could have done sooner? Like, you, why did I even wait for that long? You know? Yeah, it's it's weird. I'm so much happier. Like, I was I was going I was depressed. Like when I was in Texas, because I felt so unaccepted. Like I wasn't accepted, and I like I I wrestled through high school. That was my thing. I loved wrestling. I always I feel like I always kind of knew, but I wasn't able to connect with other people because it was just so not okay, and there yeah. wasn't really a community out. Like I didn't know any gay people growing up i didn't know any like i don't know i'm sorry i got lost no no yeah. don't, it's good thing that you're you're happier and yeah. and you know you're not like trying not to be something you're not yeah no, it's so and, nice. and that is so freeing mm-hmm. as a person you know so and you also wrestled in yeah high school? yeah through high school that was my thing i loved it so much i um i stopped in my senior year because i was having really bad like asthma and I ha- I've always had asthma, but I guess it was, like, leading into, like, these panic attacks, you know, because I was scared that I wasn't going to be able to breathe. Yeah. And then it just got to the point where it's like, ah, not, it's, you know, it would happen several times at practice, you know. It's so weird <laughs> that a panic attack can happen because you're scared to breathe, Dude. which doesn't make you help you breathe easier. Isn't you that know? horrible? I know. I was taking, like, oh, God, I had so many things that I was doing. That's not my phone, right? No, I don't think so. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, somewhat that... Everyone has the same ringer from an iPhone. Dude. It's every time it goes off, I'm like that's not my phone, right? No, I know it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so wrestling, it, it's a grueling sport. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, it's crazy. But also, you you gotta cut weight. You gotta mental and physical sport. Everything, yeah, everything I was doing was for wrestling. Like every, like I'd wake up, I'd go on a run, I eat. You know, I ate healthy all the time because it was like I wanted. I, I wanted to go to college to wrestle. Like that was my. That was my thing. I was so serious about every aspect of it. Yeah. You, know? you probably still could. Um, I know. I'm, I'm, old. I'm You're old. I, you're almost 10 years younger than me. You're not <laughs> old. I still play sports. Yeah. So you're fine. <laughs> going, going, where would you want to go to college if you did? Where would you drop out or not go to? So I got accepted into Oshkosh, University of Wisconsin. Okay. Oshkosh. There we uh, go. I don't Suck at Oshkosh. Yeah. That's right. Dipshits. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I definitely don't want to go. At all. Yeah. And I, I'm totally okay with not. You hear that, Oshkosh? She doesn't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to be there. No, I got in. I got into Milwaukee, too. But oh. I, I got denied from a lot of colleges. Like, like 10 plus, a lot. The, I heard, I don't know if this is true. Who knows? Yeah. Who, who knows where I heard it even? <laughs> that they get, it's like a certain amount of pe- people they have to deny. Maybe. Well, I, I was not qualified. Like... <laughs> 
I barely graduated high school. I was I struggled in school a lot. Was it test taking or just like? It was every, every aspect. Like I failed two grades. I failed kindergarten and uh, third what, the grade. The easiest grade. Yeah, yeah. That's what, what I'm did saying. You that's failed kindergarten. Well, what? I what was happened <laughs> in kindergarten that you're failing? Were your finger painting that bad? <laughs> like, trying to what? work on a bit. Yeah. Dude, like, what's it, going on? It was so bad because I was um, I didn't read till I was like ten. I couldn't read till I was like yeah, ten. Yeah, but I think you're half. reading kindy- or in kindergarten. They're like, all right, you just go on to the next grade. Dude, I was so bad. I was just. I think was, it was. Were you terrible at taking a nap? Like, what is <laughs> happening? I think it was. I couldn't recognize letters. I couldn't, like, it was so emotional. Isn't stuff. that on them, then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was on them. No, I'm just kidding. It was totally on me, because I was, uh, like, every aspect of education, because I have, um, like, I guess learning disabilities. I mean, I don't talk about it, because it doesn't matter, but I had learning disabilities. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know till we moved to Houston, because that's when they, uh, it was a much better school system, and they yeah. tested me there when I was 14. And so that's when I found out, like, uh, general processing, like, uh, fucking, there's, like, a math one, I don't remember. But it's none of it really matters but it severely af- it affected the way that i learned a lot yeah obviously in school systems they l- only teach you one certain way yeah, yeah and not yeah. everyone learns that way so yeah i'm glad you got i i grew up with a, a lisp oh you did yeah yeah so yeah. i had to go to speech class so i used to, get, used to get taken out of class and then had to go to like basically yeah, speech class yeah. and speech class is basically you just do stuff but you just talk <laughs> about what you're doing and yeah. kind of narrate it for yourself and then finally after a while you graduate without the lisp yeah. then i threw a like i basically brought in brownies because i graduated in fifth grade like i'm just like a bunch of people <laughs> just got brownies and they're like why are you getting brownies well because judd graduated and they're like no he didn't he's in the same class <laughs> we are <laughs> he didn't graduate anything it's awesome but yeah so everyone was very confused but yeah. they got brownies so they you know. no yeah kids yeah, it's fine but uh is there anything else you want to get on the podcast i think we've been going no i can't I don't know. I can't think of anything specific. Well, I want you to plug your shows. Yeah, yeah. So where are you Where are you going to be next, and uh, where should people get tickets? X, so X-Ray Arcade is on the 21st, 1221. 12, uh, and that one, you can get tickets through the, the X-Ray Arcade website. Okay. Um, but that one's nice because I'm, I'm super excited for that one. So I'm at uh, Don't Tell Milwaukee. Oh, wait, you're not supposed to say that, right? I don't oh, think fuck, you're I'm supposed so to sorry. say can that. Can we cut that out? Ryer. Ryer's going to be on Don't Tell Comedy this I'm Friday. I'm so sorry. No, to cut it out. I'm sorry. <laughs> And then, yeah, a couple. Yeah. I'm excited, though. I'm excited. Yeah. Don't Tell is very fun. It's a very fun atmosphere. We'll cut all this out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it's very fun because it's unique yeah. in the fact that people are, like, don't know where it is. So it's almost like they're a secret little club thing. Yeah. So uh, everyone's very – so the crowd's always very excited, which is cool to have an amped crowd. Yeah, that's going to be killer. Yeah, it's fun. You're going to be there. And then you also have – look. be on the lookout for your show – in January. Yeah, the Clamshell. Yeah, the Clamshell comedy show that is going to go to feed the homeless or shelter the homeless. I think it's just the largest publicly funded homeless shelter. Yeah, it's a shelter. It's okay. A, to shelter. A guest house. Shelter. That's what it's called. That's awesome. So that'd be like, be on the lookout for that. Tickets will be available at some time. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, thank you for being on the podcast, Ryan. Yeah, thanks I, for I having mean, me. It's, it's, been fun. it's been fun. It's been fun. Everyone else, uh, all my Jedi Warriors, I hope you're doing well. Um, if you want to see me do comedy, go to JuddReminger.com. I'm all over. I don't know where I will be at this time. Who knows? But thank you for listening, and Judd out. I blacked out. I don't know what happened. Hey, Christian Yelich, what's your favorite comedy podcast? Um, I mean, I listen generally to sports podcasts, but if I had to go strictly comedy, I'd go Judd and your earbuds.